This program is brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu. My name is Carter Bishop. I'm a professor of law at Suffolk University Law School. The title of the paper reflects the subject, which is a relatively new organization form called the L3C. And the L3C really means a low-profit, limited liability company. So it has three L's in it, a low and the limited and liability company. So it's really about that business form and what it represents, and then some of its frailties, some of its weaknesses, and about it conceptually in general. The easiest way to describe the concept, and then we'll get into this particular version of the concept, is to describe it as an attempt to form or utilize a third sector in our economy. Basically, the two business organization enterprises that we have operating today are tax-exempt, not-for-profit organizations the not-profit sector, and then the for-profit sector, which includes basically businesses, LLCs, corporations, and partnerships. And not-for-profit organizations are generally formed under a separate state statute governing nonprofit rules. What this third sector attempts to do is take attributes from both of those sectors, and principally with regard to the nature of the constituencies that can participate in the business organization. So, for example, in a not-for-profit organization that has a tax exemption, it has to be formed for a charitable purpose. No significant purpose can be for the operation of a business, and earnings cannot enter in any benefit form to the owners. They're entitled to anybody as a sort of an owner capacity. Employees are entitled, just like at universities, to get paid, but uh, nobody... It can be run for profit with the profits being either sold or siphoned off in the form of just pure profit, not for services. In the for-profit sector, it's exactly opposite, of course, and generally they don't operate not for profit, they operate exclusively for profit. In the past, for-profit organizations, particularly corporations, have had a difficult time if they wanted to recognize other constituencies. The state statutes in corporation law generally provide that the corporation has to be run for the wealth maximization of the shareholder owners. And so boards of directors characteristically have fiduciary duties to make sure that that happens and they oversee management to make sure that that happens. So it would be highly unlikely for a for-profit corporation to ever engage in a not-profit enterprise because it would frustrate the fiduciary duties owed to the shareholders who are investing for wealth maximization. And this has caused, as you might imagine, in the past, over time, considerable consternation and conflict with other constituency groups who are not in the wealth maximization model. So employees, charitable organizations, so plant closings, you know, things that are all done for wealth maximization that don't necessarily favor employees, don't necessarily necessarily favor communities where corporations operate, etc., are frustrated by that singular purpose. The third sector, which the L3C is part of, as well as the B Corporation, which is a beneficial corporation, are designed to say that you can operate a business that is not for profit, but it can, even though it's organized for profit, it can serve nonprofit goals. It's really a blend and a merge between those two concepts. Maryland, I think, adopted the first B Corporation statute. Some constituency statutes for corporate laws in Pennsylvania and elsewhere have provided that your articles could be amended to allow the board of directors to consider other constituencies in the business organization, the communities and the plants and the employees and that sort of thing, but not many. 
thing. The L3C is sort of like the B Corporation venture an idea in the third sector. And it lives and enjoys itself in the context of the current LLC legislation. About eight states, starting with Vermont, now have this statutory modification. If the LLC provides in its articles of organization that it will be a low-profit, limited liability company, and it puts the L3C moniker in its name, then it will be able to operate for any business purpose and any non-exempt purpose that it might want. And it would modify the fiduciary duties that would otherwise exist to operate exclusively in the profit enterprise. So it's a little bit different than the corporate B corporation tax, but not much. They're both designed to access this sort of third sector. There are many organizations in foreign countries that essentially have these kinds of flexibilities, whereas American enterprises have not had that for some time. And my article, the L3C is the newest kid on the block beginning about two years ago in one state. It exists now with legislation in eight states, and I think about 30 to 35 more states have a proposed legislation. On my SSRN website, there is a table that references all those laws that anybody can go to and click on and download for free and get a sense of where those states are. And I have actual language from the various statutes on it. One of the avowed purposes of the L3C that make it a little bit different than the B Corporation is its principal design feature, and that is to drag so-called program-related investments from private foundations. Private foundations, unlike public charities, are entitled to make investments in other organizations provided the investment itself furthers its charitable mission. The L3C really is being formed and touted as a form of organization to appeal to private foundations to allow them to make investments in the L3C that satisfy their program-related investment needs and yet allow the rest of the entrepreneurs of the L3C to make a profit. It's that unique blend between the profit and nonprofit world that make it interesting. In my title, I say program-related investment by proxy or perversion only because program-related investment status is not controlled by state statutory law. It's controlled by federal tax statutes, and it's on an ad hoc basis. Every single one has to be separately considered. And so I take a somewhat critical view, not of the L3C structure, which actually I like, but of the implication to the unaware that just because a private foundation makes an investment in an L3C that it perforce automatically qualifies as a federally tax-favored program-related investment. And if it turns out that it's not, the private foundation could be risking its tax-exempt status along with several heavy, heavy excise taxes. And so it's sort of a new kid on the block, and my Arkansas Law Review article is one of the first in the country to really speak to this issue. I was asked to speak at the Federal Trade Commission and serve on a panel that publicly explored the concept of the L3C. So it's something that you're going to hear more about over time. This preceding program was brought to you by Suffolk University. Please visit us on the web at www.suffolk.edu.